What's up, everybody? This is the NFC East Reactions and Update Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We got Week 11 in the NFL coming up for you in just a second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz oh. TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> What buzz is beginning for me today? Mm. The buzz of realizing that my team is probably not going to the playoffs, and this is a tragedy to me. Um, We're going to sh- get to you. You know what? <laughs> wow. We're going to get to you, Eagles fan. Let's hold the silence for a second. You're, you're lashing out, and I respect that. I am that. lashing out. That's, that's how you're dealing with your pain. Yes. It, it almost got real crazy for a second. It was just me and Steve at first, and now we have a new host joining us for tonight. Yes. We will get to Evan. Yes. But it was almost a Cowboys-Eagles uh, run down once again a <laughs> recap of Sunday but we're going to get to all of the NFC East games from this week week 11 in the NFL to kick it off uh, my name is Jenna Bussier you can find me on Twitter at Jenna underscore Bussier we got our Eagles and Redskins in the house um, representing Philadelphia Eagles I'm Steve Kaufman you can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman that is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N hello my name is Evan Mack you can find me on Twitter at Evan Mack Lish and um, skins man it's a <laughs> it's a yeah it, yeah, it, it, it happened. We'll, we'll we'll talk. That's usually. I feel like that's a pretty skins thing to say. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of mm. feeling like that after the Cowboys game on oh, yeah. Sunday as well. So Evan filling in for D'Angelo on the skins tonight to give some commentary. Uh, we are missing Josh, but we will go over that insane Chiefs Giants game. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, to talking about that. Actually, yeah. I, I yeah. actually enjoyed watching it in a weird way. We kind of brushed on this. This game was so ugly, but so entertaining at the same time. Like what Giants? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those games where it's like it's it's terrible if you're paying a lot of money and sitting outside <laughs> in the cold. But if you're at home drinking some cocoa, nestled up. Oh, it's all good. Oh hey, yeah, <laughs> I had a good time. All right, guys. Uh, first thing on the rundown tonight, we're going to talk about Sunday. The uh, primetime game against the Cowboys and Eagles, not because I want to, because I have to. (laughs) If I had it my way, I would just kind of leave this in the past. This was very embarrassing showing, and I feel like it was a little bit uh, of an exposure of the Cowboys team not being able to bounce back from their injuries and not having the depth that a lot of other teams do have. I mean, we saw Seattle hung with the Falcons after missing Cam Chancellor and uh, Sherman. We see the Redskins had five starting offensive linemen missing, and they were still able to at least sufficiently enough protect the quarterback. (laughs) But we're missing Tyron Smith, Zeke Elliott, Sean Lee, and Dan Bailey, and we just crumble. Before before we get into the actual game, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? How are you feeling? You lashed at me earlier. You (laughs) lashed out at me earlier. I feel better today. I was on the up and up until I walked in and saw a Wentz jersey. <laughs> it kind of made me tap back into the Sunday night feeling. Flinging that football. He is flinging but that football. I was telling you before, I was expecting this kind of a game. I was expecting a blowout. Mm. The way that we played against Atlanta, I wasn't really expecting our offense to magically, within one week, mm. be able to put up numbers against an Eagles defense and keep up with the Eagles' dynamic offense. You you're probably expecting their defense to do a little better, and I was also not expecting their offense to do this poorly, as yeah. was proof that I started Dak Prescott in my fantasy league Ooh. and lost this week. Yeah. Put up like a season high up against someone else who put up a season high and then lost by three points. Quarterback play and Dak Prescott had negative six points. I'm not I'm not bitter at all. Yeah. It's it's interesting though as far as um the Cowboys go. It's 
when 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 it, when you guys are rolling, you guys are rolling. You know, mm-hmm. injuries happen to a lot of teams. You guys are have problems with adjusting. I think a lot of the the Zeke controversy and stuff like that. It does it does hurt teams. You know, as much as everyone's saying, oh, it's not a big deal. We have like four running backs. It's all good. Our offensive yeah. line's amazing. But I think it actually hurts you guys with the distraction, and then then you lose him, and now you're like, okay, now what do we do? I think you're absolutely right in the sense that it's not missing Zeke from a talent standpoint. We have players in the backfield. As you know, Mm -hmm. Alfred Morris was a G on the Redskins. (laughs) He's not chopped liver now. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And he ran very well. It's the entire mentality that goes with missing Zeke. It's like the offense feels deflated. They don't know how to bounce back. We're not calling the same amount of plays for Mm. the run. Mm. And it seems like they just have a lack of faith and confidence in the run for no reason. Like, you don't have to put all your eggs in the Zeke basket. We have plenty of other guys. You still have Darren McFadden, who is inactive. And he didn't figure that out until three hours before kickoff I... and was absolutely shocked. <laughs> My goodness. He was shocked by this, as he should be. Rational Cowboys fan, this is this is new for me. Oh, it, yeah. I don't even know what to do right now. You're a Philly fan. We welcome, to, welcome to this panel. Where God, we're just be- like, oh. God bless you. Jeez. I like this. I like being called a rational, you rational, are. tolerable Cowboys fan because I get it. I weekly, I weekly get called a sympathetic Eagles fan here. Where it's just like he's actually kind of compassionate for how we're feeling about our team. Absolutely. He trashes my team because I think in any sport, any fan who say, "Oh yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl this year after mm-hmm. two wins," and that is such a typical Cowboys fan base thing to do. I don't want to be into that Absolutely. that group be, because it comes back that I, I'll talk trash and then it will fall back on me so hard because of the way we play. Actually, I do want to say at 5-5, five and five, and granted not looking great for two weeks, yeah. it would be kind of indicative of the typical Cowboys fan to be like... We're still all right. It's still, still it's Super true. Bowl. Like we're still in the wild card. We're still Super Bowl. Bowl. Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> super Bound Bowl. It's the Super Bound. It's, but it's interesting though, because you guys have like it's when when a, when a franchise has like hallowed history, you know what I mean? Like it's it's expected that you guys you guys are amazing in the nineties. It wasn't it wasn't like nineteen twenty four. Like you guys in recent memory are really good. So but it's it is two thousand seventeen. Well, that was a very very I long know, ago. I was, I was like five last time y'all won something, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> I think the last Super Bowl we won, I was one years old. So, sadly, a lot of people can call me bandwagon front front runner all they want. No, no, no. I am not a part of that. No. I am a part of us making two trips to the postseason in nine, se- you know, in Absolutely. nine seasons and not winning and not getting any Super Bowls. <laughs> but anyway, uh, to the Cowboys-Eagles game, as a game, I thought it would be, I don't know if this is funny or not. It was a very ugly first half. For both, yeah. On both sides. So both sides. here are the uh, play-by-play list. So we start off uh, with the Cowboys field goal after a 61-yard punt return by Switzer, which mm-hmm. was great punt return. We have to settle for the field goal, which ended up being the theme for the Cowboys the whole time. Mm-hmm. The Eagles get a very easy touchdown. After that, Cowboys field goal. Eagles punt. Cowboys interception. Eagles missed field goal. Mm. Cowboys punt. Eagles punt. Cowboys punt. Eagles <laughs> punt. Cowboys interception. Eagles punt. Cowboys field goal, Eagles punt. How ugly is that? And we go I, into halftime nine and seven. And in- this was, if anyone would watch on the regular AfterBuzz TV channel, I do a, sh- a Netflix news show here. I got to see that first half right before I walked into a Netflix news show. And granted, like my head was in whatever the Netflix news was that week, but there was a part of me that was really disappointed in my team mm. for this first half. Like, the Cow- and like granted the Cowboys didn't look great but we didn't look great either mm. and like it looked like one team was going to set off right. and just blow up right and the odds were likely it would be us but it wasn't a guarantee it felt like one of those like one of those classic NFC East clashes yep. and it, or or it would be 
a 14 to nine yeah. game. Yep. And then like just those divisional, mm-hmm. like grit your teeth, defenses lock in kind of a I game, mean, punt a million times. Our kicker, by the way, got hurt in the opening play of the oh, game. Yeah. Goodness. Because and, he had to make the tackle. <laughs> like, and he continued to play, though, and that's when he missed the field yep. goal massively and then was wow. taken out. Wow. Yep. But uh, you brought up our defense earlier, and I was disappointed in the second half that I am of the defense. The first half, they actually did more than their job almost. So you guys got two takeaways. You had two interceptions, and you guys got zero points after that. Mm. Yeah, Our defense were, was able to hold you to nothing after two turnovers, which is pretty incredible to do against the Eagles. I agree. I, no, like I said, I was very... <laughs> Yeah, it was very frustrating to watch that whole first the, half. The Cowboys' defense is, is better than people give them credit for. The yeah. pass rush started coming along. The secondary was holding up. They they, they put a lot of eggs in the in the, in the young buck secondary. It's a, it's a young secondary, mm-hmm. and but they've been doing all right. Doing it was, all, it was we, nine to seven. You know what I mean? I would I would say we were doing all right. I would agree <laughs> with you, but the way that we allow them to score what thirty points in the second half? Well, no. After ten of those, were... after ten of those points in the second half, it just got demoralizing because yeah. it was thirty unanswered. Is and the there big was no stat. offense to compensate exactly what yeah. it was. Wow. That it became thirty unanswered. And my my quote to all of that is just pretty much that by the fourteenth point, by the seventeenth mm-hmm. point, yep. which there were no field goals. So you know what I mean. That like starting to feel you start those. to just get demoralized, especially yeah. with two point conversions. Because once again, the kicker's out. Okay. So those dang two points conversion. I have a question though. Please, so, so I was listening to uh, Jay Ajayi, and he said that your team quit. What do you think about that? I think that he may not be wrong. I mean, I'm not on the field. I don't want to call out any athlete for a lack of effort. That's a horrible thing to do, and especially in an NFC East division rivalry against the Eagles. Mm. How can you accuse them of quitting? Agreed. But I understand what he's saying because I felt the lack of emotion in their faces. Wow. Like, I could see the offense, like, where's Des Bryant? Like, wow. I, whether it's the play call, whether it's the short gains, I mean, they're playing these really stupid horizontal throws for one gain at a, mm-hmm. you know, one yard gain a at a time. Defense. Eagles had a fast the, defense. The play calling wasn't tremendous or in their favor, but, like, this is the NFC East division and rivalry. Like, this is the Eagles. Like, where's the spark? Where's the mm. fire? You could see that their faces, just their body movement if, didn't seem like it matched that. Because if, if if it was reversed, if the Cowboys were 8-1 and one and the Eagles were 4-3, and three, this would be the Eagles' Super Bowl. Without question. Mm. To, to make the Cowboys 9-2, and two, or to make the Cowboys 8-2. Exactly. Yes! I know. Like, all exactly. we could help is that that's a home game. Like, that would be it. That Absolutely. would be the Super Bowl. That would be the whole season. And that's why I'm almost questioning, um, not that it's Dak, there was a lot of Dak things that happened <laughs> in this game, but maybe the lack of the intensity of that rivalry for him wasn't there because these are two sophomore quarterbacks. True. So maybe Wentz and Dak just don't have that same feud for each other and yet. Jay, but Jay, hopefully just, after yeah. Sunday, it, it spruces okay. it up a little bit well, more. And also, oh, yeah. coming, that statement coming from a Jay Ajayi is a statement specifically aimed at the defense because that's who he was staring Without down. Question. That's who he stared down the first shot. half and probably didn't know what he was going to do. And then shot. on the second half... Nobody was touching him. Mm. He was just going along. Like, and we do have Jay Ajayi's breakout 71-yard run to play. But uh, first we have on our list of highlights the Barnett strip sack for the Eagles touchdown. Wow. And uh, this one pretty much sealed. I don't know if you could even say seal the deal because I feel like the deal was already sealed at this point. 21-9 to nine in the this was icing quarter. On a, this was icing on a this cake. Was the it was already a cake. Ice. It was already amazing. And again, this is just proof to the 
the offensive line for Dallas lacking without Tyron Smith. We went with Byron Bell this time, which there was improvements, and they did what they needed to enough in the first half, but second half again, it starts to fall apart, and this is a la- this happens. It does. Well, it happens because they're relying on Dak Prescott because Zeke Elliott's not back there. Mm-hmm. When, but they he was just not blocked for. All they should have just had more faith in their run. Without question. Absolutely. Like, if just, they had more faith in their run, at least they'd die on that hill. Pound a ball. Mm-hmm. Pound a ball. And, and if you're if you're getting if you're doing like thirty five carries for like twenty yards, mm-hmm. yeah, then you can abandon the run. But you you got to pound the ball. Yeah. Right. If you're gonna fail anyway, yeah. like if that's what's gonna happen if Dak takes too many snaps. Absolutely. And Alfred Run the Morris, ball. Run the ball. I, well, that he was sacked four times. As we <laughs> saw again, uh, as not I'm well as much aware, as, as a fantasy owner, Dak Prescott. Yeah, sacked four times, and he threw a career high of three interceptions. Uh, we have the Darby one, which we will pull up. But I have to say, the Terrence Williams one at first interception was not Dak's fault. It tipped off of Williams' hands. Unfortunate, McLeod picked it off. But the two ones later in the game yeah. that were very bad yeah. leads by Dak, Absolutely. and I think that he's at one hundred percent fault for those. Um, we're gonna again. We brought up the run game. Um, Alfred Morris had 91 yards, the same amount of yards as Jay Ajayi, mm. but Jay Ajayi did it in nine carries, <laughs> and Alf did it in 17. Um, we are gonna play the 71 yard run by Ajayi, which leads to another Eagles two point conversion <laughs> that occurred during this so massacre. Like, wow. And I think this is what he was specifically saying about they they gave up. He wasn't touched. That like. Sure, but like, Byron obviously they Jones, catch him there, but that's like good hustle, that bro. he just bra- that he just breaks through that that he I'm breaks a- through that that zone right here. I personally think they didn't quit because that that guy chasing down Jay. Yeah, that is that is pure that's effort. Byron Jones, our second year safety, he got our uh, his first interception of this season as well. This season, or I'm sorry, second interception of his career this season, and I thought that was a great play made by him as well Absolutely. because that at mm. least gave our defense a chance to hold them yes. here. I know you're in goal range, yes. which is a hard thing to do, but that effort I thought he displayed was pretty tremendous at that point to not give up on the run. So I get what JJ is saying there, but at the, but at the same time, Byron hustled, and even I'm not even sure who that was. Aside him, they were kind of neck and neck. Right. They rushed back for that. It's so, tough. It's tough to say oh. a professional football player quit, though. It's, it's right. a tough, it's a right. it's yeah. a tough quote. It exactly, really exactly. I mean, unless you were the Giants and like Janoris Jenkins against the Niners, that was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, while we're talking about the two point conversion and obviously the kicker mm-hmm. being out, I it was very apt that I think it was Monday morning. I saw a YouTube show on SB Nation called Chart Party, which is my new favorite like sports. Nice. based YouTube show. Nice. And he goes Not into... Not ours, Steve? Well, Excuse me, you better correct that. He, he um, did just say that. <laughs> well, other than <laughs> ours. Like, I, that's assumed ours, then, <laughs> then Chart Party, Chart Party. He did a really good job explaining why the kickoff that we understand it is stupid. Mm. And we shouldn't do it. So literally just start at a starting point, you mean? Like, literally just go like... Start, just start at about the 20? Well, he talks a lot of... And he really goes in depth of, like, why it's stupid. Hmm. And how many people get hurt, and like all, the, and true. like touchbacks were moved to the twenty-five so that people don't get hurt. But the only problem is a touchback; people still make contact, so people are right. still getting hurt. But the big thing he said is there's already there's already been a um, not a presentation, um, the thing where you support you you give um, a, we'll go with a presentation, uh, a, a proposal. Yes, thank there you. you. Go. There's already ding, ding, there's ding. already been a proposal that sounded good, which is 
you get a fourth and 15 at the same yard line and you can either choose to punt or go for it. Interesting. Because I, I, the onside kick is still important. That's very interesting. What I um my only argument to it is his logic is th- that's that's the place where a lot of players earn a spot on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, the, special that, teams is yeah. a is a unit that like mm-hmm. kickoff and there's certain this place where like utility guys kind of make their way yeah, and get it on the team. Takes away a whole special teams. It aspect. really does. And I'm like I'm, I know what he means by the injuries, but some guys like like you know cut their teeth on that. That's the I, thing. That's the only reason those, they're playing football. But those guys, if they're on the special team, I know the kick. I know you're you're destroying the whole kick return team and yeah. then the kickoff team. But like you can find a way to use them in. A fourth and fifteen scenario. That's, that's also that you get a fourth and fifteen scenario. That's also the kickoff. That's fair. Interesting. Because you still need to have that ability, but it's really good. I'll link. I'll link it in the description. Nice. Okay. I said it like I have the best <laughs> on this channel. <laughs> well, we're gonna go back to, link it to the description. some of the Cowboys' problems, as mentioned a little bit before, was Dak on Sunday. A bad game for Dak. Three interceptions. Uh, we have the Darby one that was intended for Des. We're gonna play that. Mm. Uh, he had a lot of responsibility in this loss, and I don't like to say bad things against Dak, and a lot of people mm. are still so big on him, Absolutely. but there was poor decisions, and I'm starting to wonder, I mean, again, he's so young. It's only his sophomore year. There's no reason to get crazy, but at the same time, he obviously needs some molding. Yeah. Mm. Also, if we're comparing sophomore years, it's mm-hmm. kind of unfair to compare him to Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wentz, Wentz, um, Wentz yeah. doesn't look like a second-year quarterback. Yeah, would, yeah, I wouldn't even he do that. Not. When it comes to the so- that's when you j- start judging a quarterback. Though, they, that's that sophomore slump they call. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you, this is when they get the tape on you. This is when they get to check your progression, your tendencies, and how you mm-hmm. come out the pocket, and when you like to scramble. This football, this is how it always is going to be. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "What? What's going on with that? Well, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, that's still Dak from last oh, year. Oh yeah." Oh, and, that's still that. He's oh. just getting there's some they're scheming him now. <laughs> He's a third round pick that no one cared about. Jerry Jones didn't even know about Dak Prescott. Let's yeah. be honest. Are you kidding me? Tony Romo was was Jerry Jones' quarterback all last year. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know if it's still the same Dak as last year because his interceptions have gone up a lot just in these eleven weeks of play. But it's not the same Cowboys offensive unit Agreed. as last year, Agreed. and it's starting to prove that point that. Maybe Dak just fit into the puzzle, mm. and he wasn't like the superstar quarterback. Mm. I mean, again, yeah. I don't want to say anything bad about Dak. No, but I love like, you, but there also, is that theory that okay, without the offensive line and without your run game, that the, the Cowboys are so set on what is his level at quarterback. And I think the expectation of him as a second-year quarterback might just be way too high. Yeah, because conventionally, and I know we're talking about a game with Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. so it's hard to talk about conventionally. Conventionally, you're not supposed to start the whole first year. Agreed. You're supposed to very slowly learn how to get out there and do the play as called. Mm-hmm. There was a time where quarterbacks were vetted and they were stayed a couple years. Like, people don't A-Rod was on the bench yeah. for years behind Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to yeah. do. For, why do you think it's he's, supposed to take four years. He's <laughs> flinging that football like he's been playing football for 50 years. It's because he had time to read and study and relax, hold a clipboard. Eli Manning studied under Kurt Warner yeah. for a whole year. That got thrown into a fire and a quarterback controversy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he did well with it, so hopefully these are just growing pains and he'll work through the king gets and it'll be Dak will be the franchise quarterback (laughs) that he's on pace to be or expected to be Uh, he did go 18 out of 31 in his completions but Carson only went 14-27 so it's kind of like not really this is a wonky game the first half really just doesn't attest to the final score at all clearly Um, the Cowboys went 20% on third down attempts and allowed 57% of first downs so that's not yeah, a very happy, positive stat for <laughs> us. And uh, I thought this was interesting. So the Cowboys lost by 28 points for just the third time 
in 25 years. All three of those times were to the Eagles. Wow. I did not know that. That's a great stat, though. That I've... just plays into the fact that these were tensions running high, mm-hmm. and this is what happens when division teams match Absolutely. up against And divisional rival- rivalries, too. And I also, it's something I've learned fairly recently, that maybe the, the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is one-sided, a little one-sided. Like in, I, in the Eagles, in the Eagle, on the Eagles, no, on the Eagles side, that I think an Eagles oh. fan feels like they have, they have a rivalry with a Cowboys fan more than yeah. a Cowboys fan. Also, a Cowboys fan, no offense, seems to be more fair weather. Okay. I think that's a huge part I of it. I very much have a giant rivalry against not just oh, no, the no. Giants against the Eagles, especially being from I'm from the New Jersey yes. area, right. being around all of those Philly fans. I mean. That rivalry is not <laughs> small to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, a lot of people downplay that rivalry. I'm from Pennsylvania, and that that area, that pocketed area, man, like it's like put it like this, everybody rivals with the Cowboys from the NFC mm-hmm. East. It's, oh yeah, it's really weird, yeah. but everyone hates the Cowboys. We all hate from, each other oh, without question. <laughs> but it's like, but an Eagles fan would hate the uh, the Cowboys more than any other. Without team. question, yeah, without question. Like, <laughs> that's pretty, I think that's every pretty, NFC that's East. East. Whereas the Cowboys, a Cowboys fan doesn't have a team they hate above all other teams. That's they just so like true. the Cowboys. That's so true. It is a different. Uh, it is a different dynamic that took me years, like most Depends of my life. Depends on who you're learned. talking about, Steve. Don't put us all in a box, okay? There <laughs> I'm are some sorry. hundred and ten percent very true Cowboys fans, and we understand our rivalries, okay? All right. <laughs> all right. So you probably hate the Giants more than you hate um, the Eagles. So moving on with the rest of their season, they are five and five. If they're going to continue to play at this level, it's not going to look good. And it's week 11, and it kind of seems like this is the time in the season of the NFL where you start swallowing those pills, and now kind of all the chips are on the table, and you're saying, all right, well, maybe this is not our season. Mm. I mean, we're still in the hunt, technically, Mm -hmm. but a lot of stuff would have to happen. A lot of teams would have to lose. So I I, Not to eat into the other two games this time, but I have one question. Okay. No, we got to move on to the Do you think it would have been more helpful... Playoff wise, postseason wise, planning wise, like preseason planning wise, if Zeke had just taken the suspension earlier be, in the season, he'd be oh, back by now. He would be back by now, but what? Who's to say what if the start of our season would have been? It's very hard to go back in time at the and very, say we could have gone zero and five then at this point. Agreed. Which I don't think we would have. Exactly. That's how I feel too. That I think they w- they may not have had as many wins. But, but they would have had wins without Zeke. Yeah. And now Zeke would be similar to how that interception or that fumble were yeah. icing on the cake. Zeke could have entered a team that had four or five wins. Yeah, when t- and been yeah. icing on the cake. Yeah, when Tom when Tom Terrific, when he he served a suspension right mm-hmm. off the bat, right out the gate, took it as a rest, took it as a vacation, went up, went to Europe, hung out with his <laughs> wife, chilled a little bit. And was ready to go. Four games are over. He was, you know, he was bright eyed and bushy tailed. I think Zeke drug it out too long because I know he's worried about his reputation, but public yeah. opinion already convicts you, so it yeah, wouldn't yeah. matter well, what, what happened anyway. It, public opinion hurt him. This it hurt matters. him more because he drugged the. That's what I'm he saying. He drugged the he story. Out. He could have six served. games, and he, let's let's say let's say you're three and three. I, well, I think it also goes into the confidence that Jerry Jones had going up against Roger Goodell. Like Without he thought that was his friend. He thought around. Zeke was yeah. not getting suspended, Jerry so it was very around. much like. Ugh. I think that both of those, obviously Zeke not wanting to take the suspension for his personal reputation and as well as wanting to play the game, right. I think a lot of it had to do with Jerry pushing that narrative as well. Saying, like, let, we're fighting this till I die. I can see <laughs> that. Pretty much, I can you know? See that. So there was a lot of components, but... I'm sure there were plenty of PR experts who were telling Zeke, if you're really worried about your reputation, you would serve the suspension so the story goes away. He, yeah. didn't, li- he didn't listen to that person. I agree with that. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't listen. All right, well, <laughs> we are where we are now. We can't... Say what it would have been with or without. Well, we know what it is without Zeke now, but we'll move forward from that. But let's definitely move on to the Redskins Saints, uh, which was a great game. I'm sorry for the outcome. 
there's nothing else you can say but chalk this up to a very unfortunate, heartbreaking loss yeah. for you guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, I, all I care about when I watch the skins is Kirk Cousins and how he plays, man. Oh, yeah? Long, it ain't all Kirk. If it ain't on Kirk, which it, it usually is not, never on Kirk. Mm-hmm. Kirk came in there in the Superdome where this hallowed ground Super mm. Bowl champions and was flinging that football. Was he or was he not? He was flinging that football. He cool. was. You got nothing here. So like, what's he supposed to do? Play defense too? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He did make that incredible tackle in the Pro Bowl last year. Remember that? He played some defense. I called yeah. my, call my father. I go, Put Daddy. that safety. Let's see how it goes. I was like, Daddy, he got you 31. What's he supposed to do? Yep. That's all I can say. Listen, and it's Drew. Everyone's like, oh, it's Drew Brees. I go, five seconds ago, y'all weren't even talking about Drew Brees. He washed <laughs> up. He was over. I ain't trying to hear Drew Brees' clutch now. Y'all need to quit, man. Come on, Isn't man. That is so they great. put him out the pasture last year. Come on. Well, these Saints are looking pretty good. Oh, the run game is looking spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> what? You sound just like Chris Collinsworth. Wow. Um, so you're saying, obviously, the Redskins' offense played great. We have uh, Josh Doxson coming alive. Well, Look at him well. making his rounds for the skins. We got his 32-yard grab. This is a beautiful pass, beautiful catch. Look at this coverage. Very extremely tight coverage, and he's able to make that grab there. Kirk Cousins flinging that football. Kirk Cousins flinging Flinging it, and Doxson finally catching it. (laughs) How how are you feeling about Doxson now? Man, listen, I don't know what he did. I know he talked to a spiritual advisor. I know he went to a Buddhist temple. (laughs) But them hands are looking crisp right now. Those hands. Those hands are nice and glued up on that guy. And and that's demoralizing, too, because he was covered. Great coverage. Like, it was, like, for him to catch the ball on good coverage, what do I even... That's when the DB's like, all right, bro, go ahead, man. <laughs> you, you, you nailed it. Here you you earned this. You deserve this catch. Let's give you the stat. Uh, we also have that crazy fake punt that <laughs> then leads to the Ryan Grant touchdown, which we'll pull up. So, again, offense showing up. They, yeah, they, they draw up good plays, man. It's interesting. Like, in the, um, despite having, yeah, this is beautiful. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, that's so pretty. So so pretty to get the first. Hey, first day. On a fourth and one when it's needed the not the most. I mean, things were needed later on in the game. In their the definition, most, that's the definition of gutsy, though. They're at like the two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like they're if really far back. The there. field position, if that was not executed. And then they're killing Gruden, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This Ryan. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh I thought God. we had the Ryan Grant Look at this touchdown. Boy. Look at it. Oh, but just got. I think we're building up to it. Oh, we're building up. I we're, think it's all the strategy. Building right? up the hype. There it there is. It is. Oh. Um, all I have oh, to say just is, like, oh, no, I. Oh, that's pretty. I have to question or, what? Like, you, how was he that wide open? Just it, what? Is this is this not the team that is like the the best like four and six team ever? <laughs> Seriously, your record does not. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I hate everyone's like, well, you are what your record is. They're pretty. Man, they are a tough out. If you ask the Saints after this game, like, man, they came to, okay, this team's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be like, okay, this is a good squad here. Mm-hmm. And they just happen to be against these bad boys here. <laughs> it's, it's tough sledding, man. This is, this is. Which you can go back to a lot of the Redskins games this season and say, that was a game we almost won, should have won. Absolutely. Again, it's hard to say. It's that thing. If you could have won, you should have. But at said, the yeah. same time, like, My they goodness. were very close. Four and six, you know, I'll take it. You know, it's four and six. They're better. Yep. Kirk Cousins got contract things flying over his mm-hmm. head. He's still delivering the ball, flinging it like he's mm-hmm. supposed to fling What's it. What's their schedule look so like? Disrespectful. I mean, y'all can beat the Giants next Got week. the Giants, yeah. Cowboys, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Giants coming up at 4-5. and five. I mean... Interesting. That Chargers I mean, pass rush is unbelievable. Though. I mean, what we've learned is that the Giants haven't given up yet. Nope. So yeah. that, that that's unfortunate because if the Giants had given up, this would be... That, those would be two more. And then the Cowboys... We don't know what but, team's showing I mean, up on the 30th. Let's talk about how in this Redskins Saints game, you guys were up at fifteen by 15 mm-hmm. at one point. So you go, okay, so it's not even just 
second quarter lead. This is or or halftime lead. Seriously. You guys are up thirty-one to sixteen with oh about six minutes left my in the fourth quarter. Gracious. That is insane. My um, I think the pivotal part of the game was that third and one, and Gruden played conservative. And gave a run where everybody and their mama and their cousins mm. and their sisters and their brothers knew <laughs> he was going to run the ball. I think that was the time to be gutsy, not fake punt time. Right. Third and one, especially if you're going to punt it. So you're going to punt the ball if you get stopped for a third and one. Mm. And you're not going to go for it on fourth and one. Or that if you're going to run, or if you're gonna run on third and one on yeah. a very obvious third obvious and one. Third and one run. Then you do another fake punt. That's what I'm like, that's your plan. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you're going to be ballsy, that's your ballsy. And, that, and yeah. when that happened, I was like, uh-oh, here they come. It's coming because he punted the ball away. Like, zip, 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 zip. Yep. So there, there's also the um, intentional grounding rule that killed you guys. I mean, I'm sorry to bring it up, but without that, you guys... Like, players don't have any wh- rule but that rule. What's your <laughs> percent of chance that you would have won that game if that call was never made by the referees? High? Very high? high I would 90s? almost say nine. Yeah, I would yeah, say 99.9. Russell, like, Russell, like, we're Johnny on the spot with that one. Yeah. It, it, intentional grounding. I'm like, you guys never That was a ridiculous anything. call. That <laughs> I, really was. Intentional grounding is a rough one. It's a it's, tough call. It's kind of like... Um, it's. I always liken the intentional grounding call to like when a cop pulls you over for avoiding a red light. Yes. But like, how are yes. you speaking for my intentions, sir? Yeah, and the football rule. <laughs> like, football rule was only how do you know what I was really hey, going to do? I may have been checking the time of this Best Buy. It's so true. It's so crazy. It's but like I may so, have happened to have avoided a light. If you're, out of, if you're out of the pocket, but it doesn't get to the line of scrimmage, it's intentional grounding. If you're if you scream out of the pocket and there's a receiver within the area, it's not intentional grounding. If you're going going crazy and you throw it backwards and it's not, yeah. it's like their rules for intentional grounding are absurd. Because and it has the worst consequences too. You guys lose it down, you get pushed back ten yards, then you have the runoff clock and ten yards and, and a ten yards and a runoff. Yeah, like, so no. what can we do here? Basically, what we do is give uh, Kamara the ball for a touchdown yes. catch, which we have queued up. <laughs> so we got a queued up. So the you. so the intentional grounding leads to the Saints bringing you into overtime yeah. and then eventually getting the win. That pocket, which be, again, if he had we, dropped that, oh, can we be honestly? <laughs> If, if, if he had like three opportunities to drop that. <laughs> if Drew Brees' pocket was any cleaner, like, that dude could have baked a cake. That was some. <laughs> like, look that at was the some, look That at was the, just Superdome magic that this me? happened right here. Drew Brees. He's got his keys in there. He's got a cell phone. Like he's got everything in he that really pocket. Did. He called his wife. Said, "Yo, I'm coming over to see the kids in a couple minutes." <laughs> like, the pocket was so clean. Yeah. And this call was beautiful. They, they had no shot with this one. Just this it's beautiful. Was, right. Where is the. Defense? Where, where was this trickery on third and one for the Redskins? Red Redskin. Oh, you mean that little pitch right there? Oh, yeah, like a nice, a little one. like when everybody thinks you're gonna run. What do you want to do? Hand off, like sweet. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah. it's called playing and say this when the coach is like, well, well, the analytics say there's a good time for a run. I go, well, just no. <laughs> you have a great commentator impersonation. <laughs> I mean, how how do you? What's your takeaway from this? Like, how do you move on from this? Because. Really, this was just two electric offenses going at Agreed. each other, and this is the Saints, and this is Drew B. Drew Brees. Like Brees just did his thing. What he does, and it's, it's just one of those good old you... fashioned, good old American shootouts. And um, the better team won. The Saints are Super Bowl contenders. Let's not act like they're not. They rolled up in the Buffalo and smacked mm-hmm. them in cold mm-hmm. weather. They're a dome team. They can't win, and they kept, that team's legit. They are. They're a legitimate team. Adrian Peterson was a distraction. They got rid of him, and then started going on their streak. Yeah, and it's, losing that fifteen point lead, what do you put on the defense? They got they have they have a, they have issues. They played well though, you know what right? I mean. As far as like when it's a shootout, like no one can be stopped. That doesn't mean a defense is not playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they just got outplayed at the end by a veteran quarterback who's yeah. he's is a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
What can you do when you get outclassed by that guy? He's not like a fourth string quarterback. That's Drew Brees, man. And any at any point in time, he can turn into Drew Brees, and he's still <laughs> I is mean, Drew Brees. You are putting it very lightly for you and your fan base. I'm it's... trying to be because listen, my Redskins fans are irrational. They um, <laughs> they they act like they won 18 Super Bowls. I'm from I'm from these coasts. It is a. Uh, they, they're talking about trade Kirk Cousins after this game. That's what I got from my. What? Oh yeah. Oh. How is what? that what you Don't allude get to? Get started up in here. How is that what? the take? I'll Kirk go on my Cousins. page. They're like, <laughs> like, oh man, man, Kirk. He, he's he's terrible. He's terrible. The Redskins are. I'm like, he's your best quarterback in franchise history, and y'all don't even know it. Yeah. Right. He's the best and y'all have had some good quarterback. Yeah. Like he's the best quarterback. He already set the single single season passing yards last year in franchise Kirk, history. I just Kirk has pretty much never gotten the praise he deserves no. from the fan base, from the front office, from Washington. Let him go. I always he say let him go. He deserves better, Kirk. Oh, let him go. send him. Um, send him. Listen, send him to um, Jacksonville. Send him to uh, Denver. They'll appreciate him. Let's see if he no. would like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's so, already going to get Eli, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan, for joining us tonight and on your Redskins take. Sorry for the loss. I'm here with you. I don't know Sorry. what was more demoralizing, losing the 50-point lead or losing 37-9 against the team you hate the most in the league. But we still have to talk about the Giants, guys. <laughs> yeah, Josh is not this here, was but fascinating. We, this was very fascinating. My favorite, One of my favorite headlines uh, from the Giants-Chiefs game was the day... Um, excuses died for the Kansas City Chiefs. No question. And that's pretty much what it is. Because, yes, the Giants have improved their play tremendously. Mm -hmm. We have this Harrison interception here that he returns it. Snacks. Snack time. And this ends up leading to a dark wah. One-yard touchdown. Thank you to Peter's... uh, pass interference, which brought mm-hmm. them to the goal line. Jeez and crackers, man. But, so, the Giants definitely improved greatly, but at the same time, the, they were given the Chiefs several opportunities to walk away with the win here. Yeah. Like, also, speaking as an Eagles fan, this being the the one in our nine and one, the Chiefs being the one in our nine and one, I wish this Chiefs showed up that week. Absolutely. It'd be 10 and 0. 10 and 0. Easy. Like, what? Andy and, Reid showed up for his old pupil. That's for, for his yeah, yeah. Old pupil. That's what it is. He showed I up. I just... And because Andy Reid, as we knew, was 16-2 to coming off his bye weeks before this game. Now, the 2017 Giants were the one to give him that extra little blemish at 16-3. and What is going on this Sunday? I remember those two, for the record. You I remember, remember those 16, those? but I also remember those Absolutely. two. Oh, you have PTSD from those two losses. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, but so like I was saying, the Giants had seven drives in a row that ended in a punt mm-hmm. or on downs. They had this crazy fourth down trick play that they didn't convert. There were many opportunities for the Chiefs to walk away with this, and it seemed like how do the Chiefs, who started off so hot, 5-0 in the season, mm. can't even score a touchdown against the Giants. Against the Giants, who this time last week, we were literally talking about how they gave up. Yeah, yes. We were literally talking yeah. about how they should go, they should be a one-win, two-win team yep. yeah. and play for the first round. And, like, I'm kind of upset Josh isn't here because I think Josh's I think Josh's take would be like they're not even losing right right that they're well, beating the Kansas City Chiefs so, in overtime yes. like they don't want it Kansas City doesn't want it yeah you have like, such what a good are we point. even doing they were clearly giving up and that's why I want to bring this to attention uh, apparently McAdoo held a meeting which he said was a brutally honest team meeting hmm. in which mistakes and lack of effort plays were shown Ooh. so he put them up and he called people out one by one showing the lack of effort which we have done on our show we've seen Janoris <laughs> Jenkins. Have two arms on some guy's shoulder and somehow lets him run for Jack thirty yards. Like he for just a showed touchdown. our show, maybe Eli Apple standing there. Like, yeah, maybe he just pulled Mac up our YouTube. just pulled up our YouTube channel. Just like man, Jack Rabbit, but, man, I don't know. So he did have a meeting where he called people out, and it seems like that was pretty effective. Could you say it's it's too little, too late? <laughs> True, but, but, but effective nonetheless. Yeah, and also I guess that shows how McAdoo 
some some leaders um, build people up. Other leaders tear people down so they can build themselves up. It sounds like McAdoo is that second one. Yeah, and, when, and whatever gets you there, guys, it's it's too little too late with this with this team. And the thing about it, this was a vaunted defense. Mm-hmm. Now they're like thirty first or thirty second in the league. They're probably they're, top ten going into the season. But they're still good, and that's what people forget when you when you saunter into a game, you saunter into the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands is rough. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there you have the buzz. I've people been there. Been there is rough in the I've streets. been there for Redskins. I'm trying uh, to tell you, game. it wasn't that rough. So, I'm, like, it's <laughs> winds. It's murky. It's cold. It's oh, wet. Oh, Weather wise, oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, that's what I mean. And, it's and Giants very, fans aren't like the best people. Like, and they're, they're nasty. Not. I love them, but. They're nasty, <laughs> and you get there, and you're like, "This place is kind of okay, <laughs> all right." But again, it's, it comes with our division. I've been to FedEx Field. I've so been to MetLife. Yeah, they're, everybody. They're, are, they're, they're going to be mean to you, absolutely. <laughs> but like speaking as someone who's been to Veterans Stadium and has also been to Lincoln Financial Field, Lincoln Financial Field is like head and shoulders better uh, yes. of an environment, absolutely, where it's a positive environment yes. to be negative so about. Home. It's a positive environment listen, to Eagles fans. Listen, okay. I'm, listen, I'm whereas, Pennsylvania. We, we're okay. We're rough around the edges. Whereas MetLife Stadium or Giant <laughs> Stadium will always will feel Lake. like that. Will always feel like Veteran Stadium. Just like it's just this not welcome place. Yeah, it's true, and and it's one of those things where and, and they and they showed up. The um, Alex Smith. Um, like historically struggles with up when it gets colder. He really does. Okay. You can call it what you want to call it, but he does. Fact. You can, you can yep. just look it up. He just struggles and they're and they're playing this interesting like cover two on Alex Smith and he cannot find the holes in the defense. It's point blank period. If you watch him in the pocket, he's like patting the ball. Patting the ball. Because they're they're playing this shadow coverage on him and he's like, okay. Alex <laughs> Smith had a very bad day. Yeah, he was he's... intercepted twice. The offense for the Chiefs just really couldn't get going. Absolutely. So then they tried to put in high school quarterback Travis Kelsey, <laughs> see if he could make some throws down the field. And we had that little attempt that we're going to show <laughs> because it's too hilarious not to. He has a nice arm, though. So this is, just... I guess, desperate times, Look right? Look at that tight so... spiral. Look at that tight spiral. Like... Right. And you know what? The pass is great. The location is it... not. But, like, why... Why are you expecting that of him? Is my my only Agreed. question when you're when you're driving the field to be their saving grace at a like six what, and six score with four minutes left in the fourth? Why Travis Kelsey to make to be why the guy? Tight end, like I'm sure he's, but it's your quarterback. Like he's the quarterback. Like that's his job Agreed. to yeah. be the quarterback. Why? Well, isn't this kind of Andy Reid's thing a little bit to get a little fancy, pull some random plays? But, but not it's not six yeah, to not, six. Yeah, right. Like you're, you're, desperate you're, not like you're tied with but, minutes left. Like. Yeah, this is bag of tricks. Like I, I want to see this play work when he did it against an actual NFL team. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were driving. They were driving the football though. They were. It's not like they were stagnant. They, this is when they were actually making a couple of first downs, and then all of a sudden trickeration. And, and Travis, Kelly, bro, you know what in there, bro? You know, you know, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm never gonna get a pass. Like I'm, just, I'm, I'm flinging it up there. Let me just do this while I got the moment. <laughs> well, and like, let's be fair. Like it wasn't awful. No. Like it was a good throw, but he's up against so this up is, against a good I, secondary. Like I don't understand. I mean, it's shabby. ridiculous that the regulation ends nine to nine, and this is forced into overtime between the Chiefs and the Giants. Gross. And then we have the um, Roger Lewis, which this was a beautiful catch. And this will lead to the field goal that wins the game. Oh, this was that's so a pretty. great catch. I mean, that could could that almost be PI right there? I, I mean, sworn. he makes the catch, so it would get canceled anyway. I want to give him a touchdown for that one. Uh, right? I would want to give him a touchdown for effort, but he clearly 
He that, clearly that's catches. Another, that's another ridiculous football rule. He though. clearly catches the ball, but what it is is the ball touches the ground here. Right. So that's where. Well, I saw that and I thought 100% he did not make that catch just upon speculation. Yeah. And yeah. Des Bryant didn't make the catch in Green Bay, Ooh. but they zoomed in very close on this and you do see that Lewis absolutely 100% makes the catch before. He makes the catch, yes. but then the ball hits the ground kind All of a game. thing. So that was Aldrich Rosas who made the field goal and this dude has <laughs> missed four field goals. In the last, in four games in a row. Like, I would love to be a punter, but never a field goal kicker, because they say that's your only job, but it ain't easy, man. If you ever try to kick a football outside, (laughs) it's rough, man. I can't even kick a 15-yarder. It just hooks. So he does make that for the Giants to get the win. So um, let's see McAdoo making it to 2018 season, no? (laughs) He's playing, he's definitely having them play for his job. Yes. I think that's what that meeting was for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't know, but... Maybe he has a good plan. Like, maybe he's a good general manager type, and he needs to find someone to actually rally his troops. One thing I love about the Giants organization, a lot of people don't get enough enough credit for this. They they stand behind their decisions and make, like, head coaching. They don't just panic. Because with all due respect, just because the media and people out there are calling for McAdoo's job, people Mm -hmm. that don't know anything about football, Mm -hmm. they just report on football. With all due due respect, they hang in. They hang in. (laughs) But we're not sitting up here talking about this guy should be fired because. Like, they they're like fire McAdoo. They've been saying it every week. Yeah. Like, but I love that the Giants. They hang, no, no, this is our guy. We'll hang in. But I'm not sure the players feel the same way. No, listen, Just from man, reading quotes, whatever. a few of them man. said, "Yes, we're playing for McAdoo. A lot of this is falling on him, and we want to make sure that people are respectful yeah. of that." And then a few of them are like, "No, so, I'm not pay, playing for the coach." Like there was actual it, a quote that said that. So but players, like players talk a little too much. If you ask me, man. well, yeah, they, they, I they, think, they need to play football, man. Let's be honest. There's a way to evade that question. If that's how you feel. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't need you to do like because there's those anonymous quotes that were out by those guys. Yeah, anonymous. Why don't you say who you are? It's yeah, anonymous yeah. and you're if, talking about McAdoo. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that. That's not good for morale, man. Also, I'm not a big fan of... I'm not a big fan of firing a head coach on week 10 or 11. Like, Honestly. And that's why it doesn't typically happen. Honestly. Like, there's a... Di- it's called... It's called... I think it's called Black Monday for a reason. It's that day when, like, six coaches get fired. Yeah, and it's gonna happen. I'm like, if McAdoo's one of them, cool beans. Yeah. But they're gonna hang in for the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, because what's the point? Like... And there's still five weeks left, so let's see if the Giants are continuing to right. make this turnaround. And they got the Redskins next on uh, Thanksgiving, Thursday they, they, night. They so that do. would be... Huh. I think they're going to pull out all the tricks for that one because, they again, do. it's the heated rivalry. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. My guy's going to be flinging that football. You already know who I'm talking so about. So uh-huh. we got uh, five weeks coming up, and we will be recapping them all here for the NFC, uh, for the <laughs> NFC East games here on After Buzz TV. Evan, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. You write a great commentary. Pleasure to have on. Well, thank you. Let everybody know where they can find you listen, on social media. Listen, Instagram, Evan T. Mac. It's very simple. It's my name. Follow me on Instagram, please. I need more followers, man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of stuff here, and I'm going to be tweeting about it regularly. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. My name is Jenna Bussier. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna underscore Bussier. Hopefully next Tuesday when we meet, we will be discussing a Cowboys Thanksgiving win. But for now, let's uh, move on, I guess, <laughs> as much as we can. But thank you guys for joining us tonight. See you next time. Take care, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.